Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with Jeremy Walters. He's the Sustainability Ambassador for Republic Services. Let's start with a really basic question. Why should we recycle? (laughs) It is a basic question, but it's got a a big answer. And, you know, it's the impact that recycling has. It's both to the environment and the economy. When we think about recycling and the materials that we're putting in the bin, they're materials, they're commodities, they have value. And you have to extract natural resources to make these things. So why not cut that process out and have these materials be able to be reused over and over and over again, aside from the economic value, aside from the fact that uh, recycling creates jobs. uh, There's a whole slew of benefits that relate to recycling. I live in a community that has what they call mandatory recycling. I understand we live in America. I understand we're in a culture right now. People do not like to be told what to do. Why is mandatory recycling not more universal? Well, uh, that's, that's, that's a pretty deep question, and there's a lot of factors that can play into that. Usually, when you see mandatory recycling, it's because space can be limited or permitting new landfills is, is difficult. And so, you know, that's another thing that recycling does, right, is it keeps materials out of the landfill. It keeps them open for longer. They don't need to have expansions. They don't need to site new landfills. So mandatory recycling could be related to uh, potential landfill capacity in your area. Jeremy Walters joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. He's with Republic Services. We're talking recycling. Okay, so my mother and I have this ongoing argument about recycling. Do we need to separate out the cardboard, the plastic, the newspapers, the various other things, or can we stick them all in a bin and roll them out to the curb? Well, if you have curbside recycling, then you can throw them all in the bin. But the key is to remember to prepare your recyclables properly and then never bag them. Always place them loose inside the recycling bin. So hopefully I, uh, hopefully I don't perpetuate that argument with your mother. So when Republic Services picks up that bin at the end of the driveway and they drive it to whatever they drive it, what happens to the material next? Someone's sorting it, I take it. Yes, sir. You're correct. So we take it to one of our uh, recycling centers where we then separate the individual commodities. So the paper from the cardboard, the various types of plastic from one another, the metal food and beverage containers, uh, the metal, uh, the glass bottles and jars, they're all going through a sorting process. And we're separating these things in, in more or less a sense, one thing at a time. Right. So that's why it's so important that everything is loose in the bin so it can carry through the process. Plastic grocery bags, uh, trash bags, those actually wrap and tangle around the sorting equipment for one, which creates a number of challenges, but then it makes it difficult to actually sort through the recyclables. Once we sort the recyclables, we bail them, and then they go off to be turned into new materials. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're available 24 hours a day at whtc.com. And with the holidays upon us, I would love to focus on small businesses and or artists. Reach out to me on Twitter or via email. If you have a suggestion, we visit with Jeremy Walters today. What percentage of the things that are given to you as recyclables are actually recyclable? Uh, Well, that that varies across the United States. On average, I'd say that about 75% of what's coming in is truly recyclable. The other 25% are things that are obvious trash or things that people might think are recyclable and they throw them in the recycling bin. Um, We like to call those folks wish cyclers.
<laughs> That's a good word indeed. Okay. This is the question I've been dying to ask, and I am not trying to stir the pot, and I don't want it to be overly political. I am a capitalist. Now, here's my question. I am upset by the fact that the municipality in which I live charges me money to recyclable to recycle. Isn't it the case that if I am giving, whether it be Republic or one of your competitors, if I'm giving you content, which you said earlier, has value, maybe you should be paying me, but I certainly shouldn't be paying extra to recycle? So I certainly understand the uh, the idea behind it, but the recyclables themselves are not as valuable by themselves to offset those costs. There's a total uh, cost that goes into the collection of your recyclables, right? If you think about the truck that's passing by your house, the fuel, all the infrastructure that's needed for the cans, the facility itself that we're sorting, all the folks that are working there, there's a tremendous amount of cost that goes into the front end of sorting recyclables. And then there's that commodity value on the back end. Um, if it was just solely based on the commodity value, uh, then recycling would not be able to survive. And that's why people have to pay for recycling. Are you seeing a rise in people doing this, or are we kind of topped out and tapped out with respect to the amount of material that you're collecting on any given year? Well, we do see recycling sort of trickle upwards, um, and I do say that it's trickle. It, it is growing, but not at a tremendous rate. A uh, perfect example, there's a, there's a couple studies out there that are putting some numbers out in the public that say only 5% of plastic gets recycled. And while there's a layer of truth to that, it's not telling the full story. You know, if you think about all the plastic that's around you, right? If you're looking at your desk, you probably have a keyboard in front of you. Um, you know, maybe if you're driving in the car, you've got the dashboard of your car. There's plastic all around us. Not all of it can be recycled. So when we talk about the things that can, for example, like water bottles, uh, the recycling rate's about 30%, so much better than five, but it's not 100. And the reason that it's not 100 is because people aren't simply putting those things in the bin to begin with. Theoretically, if you place 10 water bottles in your recycling bin, all 10 are going to get recycled. But the reality is only three in 10 water bottles are actually making it into the, uh, the recycling bin. Final question for Jeremy Walters today on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. What do we not know about recycling that we need to know? Well, the plastic. I, I, I'd hone in on that one. Not all plastic is created equal. It can't all go in the recycling bin. So, so know what to throw. Focus on rigid plastic containers. So think bottles, jugs, tubs. Um, more specifically, if you want to focus on the numbers, uh, that's okay. I, I encourage you to stray away from that. But one, two, and five are generally recyclable no matter where you live in the country. Um, don't bag them. Again, bagging recyclables. Keep all those flexible plastics out of the bin. You know, the grocery bags, the bubble wrap, if you shop online, all those, uh, you know, air pack satchels that you receive in the mail, those go in the trash. So remember that and throw all those, all those bottles and jugs in the bin. Jeremy Walters, the sustainability ambassador with Republic Services. Everything we needed to know about recycling and then some. Thanks for your time today on Hearing Voices. Thank you for having me.